Welcome, everybody, to Football Talk with Freddy, the number one podcast for football. Today, it is November 1st, First, yeah, the first day of November, and we have like five or six more weeks of football, football, short season, season's going by quick, still got a lot of football left though we had some pretty good games this weekend some not so good games and uh games i'm gonna avoid talking about or at least i at least i want to so yeah today i'm yeah i'm just gonna be recapping all the college football games and yeah let's get to it okay so so first game we're gonna recap this is uh, and this was this was a pretty good game, game uh, Boston College taking on Clemson. Uh, Clemson, they were without Trevor Lawrence. He tested positive on Thursday, I think Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Really crazy, and that did not help Clemson out at all. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, and then. And he's going to be out for 10 days at least. So he's going to be missing the Notre Dame game, which which is not good. Clemson, they they did not play well in the first half. Boston College scored 28 points. But in the second half, Clemson made adjustments and was able to come back and win 34-28. to 28, they didn't let up any points. I, didn't, I watched the first half, didn't watch the second half. I was driving to Tuscaloosa for the game for the Mississippi State-Alabama game. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But hey, probably not going to be a lot of good things about Mississippi State. But Eyes that wow. But yeah. Let's see. Uh, Phil Djokovic was 12 of 24. 204 yards and two touchdowns. DJ Ua Galilea with 30 of 41, 342 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Eating, 20 carries for 84 yards and a touchdown. DJ, six carries for 25 yards and a touchdown. Leading rusher was Travis Levi or Levy for Boston College with 10 carries for 40 yards. And then David Bailey, 14 carries for 32 yards and a touchdown. Leading receiver was C.J. Lewis with five receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown. And Zay Flowers with three receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown. Leading receiver for Clemson was Travis Eden. Seven receptions for 140 yards and a touchdown. Team was leaning on him. Him. And then Cornell Powell, 11 receptions for 105 yards. And then Amari Rogers, seven receptions for 660 yards and a touchdown. Travis Travis, Amari, and DJ, all three had a fumble. Fumble. Lean tackler for Boston College was uh, Max Richardson. Uh, Lean tackler for Clemson was Balin Spector with eight tackles. Tackles. Uh... P.J. Potter 
was two for three on extra points and two for two on field goals. Made fifty yard field goal. Boston College punted it four times and Clemson three times. Next, and Clemson they remain undefeated. Was a scary game. Not off to a good start. They play Notre Dame next week, and they 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 can't be playing like that. Uh, next game, we got Mississippi State versus Alabama. Final score was forty-one nothing. Let's see. Will Rogers was twenty-four. KJ Costello was the starter, though he got hurt. I think in the second quarter or third quarter. I think it might have been third quarter. I think I think it might have been third quarter. And then Will Rogers came in. He was 24 of 37, 147 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks. Though one of him them was not on him. It was on the receiver. He threw it to the receiver in the end zone. It was a tight window, but it hit the receiver right in the hands, and he didn't catch it, and it, and he tipped it up, and then it was it became a pick. He you need to catch that. It hit him right in the hands, like at the chest. You gotta catch it. Very tight window, but if you're able to get those tight throw, you especially against Alabama, you're you're gonna need to get those catch. The game the game was pretty much over. At that point, anyway, but still, you have to get those tight windows. Yeah, KJ Costell, when he was in, did not do well. It was four of eleven for sixteen yards. Mac Jones, pretty good day. Twenty-four of thirty-one, two hundred ninety-one yards and four touchdowns. Bryce Young came in, was zero for two. Marks nine carries for thirty-two yards. Yards, he had a twenty-yard run. Marks, but he ended up getting hurt. I, I hope he's all right. All right, Marks. Marks, he's a, he's a freshman on this team, and I, I really I really like him. Like him. Uh, he was our leading receiver, and and I hope I hope we start running the ball a little bit more because he had some nice runs and and he and here's the thing that what I really liked about him, he wasn't trying to be fancy like he was. He wasn't trying to like run up the sidelines or whatever. Whatever he was just a or run backwards, try to evade the tackler or something like that. Like he was just a straight downhill runner. He caught the ball, went upfield, didn't try to do anything too fancy. Will Rogers, okay, and then Najee Harris. Had a big date. 21 carries for 119 yards. Didn't score a single touchdown. Devonta Smith absolutely demolished us. 11 receptions for 203 yards and four touchdowns. Downs. It, this is the problem with Alabama. Bama. He, he, he absolutely torched us. And But here's the thing. When they... When de, Mac Jones, pretty good quarterback. Devonta Smith, pretty good receiver. Najee Harris, pretty good running back. Uh, and 
if we drop everybody back, they're just going to run the ball. But if we bring everybody up, uh, then they'll just throw it to Devonta Smith. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, leading receiver from Mississippi State was uh, Jaquavius Marks. Eight receptions for 38 yards. Yards. Let's see, Marks. Had one fumble. We recovered two fumbles. Where, where did it? Okay, I remember one of them. There were it was on the goal line. But where was the other fumble? Oh wait, oh it says he fumbled it. Oh, but it doesn't say recover. Well, how do you recover two fumbles though? It said there were two fumbles, but they lost one. And it says Marks had a fumble. And he recovered two. Wait. So, so that it says they lost one, but he recovered two fumbles. I don't know. They might have made it a stat error or something. Let's see. Uh, Leon Tackler was uh, Earl Thompson with 11 tackles. Uh, we we got, were able to get one sack for the day. Day. Lane tackle for Alabama was uh, Malachi Moore. He had eight tackles, one tackle for loss, two pass deflections. They ha- only had two sacks. Six tackles for loss, though. Yeah, they they didn't really blitz too much. Oh, re oh, Reed Bellman punted? Okay, I didn't realize that. That, uh... Yeah, pretty much... Our defense, like... Honestly... It, like, if you just look at the stats, you're like, oh, they killed us. But they, they, made, they made some stops. Stops, they, they made some, like... I can think of at least two goal line stops or like big stops on fourth down down and field goals they, they like we, we we honestly didn't do that bad on defense and it says 41 points uh, there was a pick six so that's Let's remove seven points, so it's thirty-five points, and then let's see, two field goals. So we only technically let up four touchdowns on offense or defense. What's against Alabama, the best, the best uh, offense in the SEC and maybe in college football. I would say it's pretty good. Like we we bend, don't break. Off our defense, so uh, 
Let's see. Malachi Moore had also, uh, eight tackles, one tackle for loss, and two pass deflections. Brian Branch, half a tackle for loss, seven tackles, and two pass deflections. Uh, Patrick and Dylan Moses both had an interception. Patrick took it to the house. Patrick searching the second. Uh, Kobe Jones had a sack for Mississippi State. <laughs> two for two. Made it that. Yeah, we, we had one drive where we were on the 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 five-yard line line and again I said we should have had a touchdown I think I I would have I'm gonna have to go back I think it I want to say it hit Mit was it Mitchell or Peyton I want to say it was Mitchell but I could be wrong and like it was a tight throw tight throw and there were three guys around him, and it was a tight window. <laughs> but also, in that situation, like, it's hitting your hand. It's not even, like, the quarterback threw it right at his chest. Receivers, it had hit him in the hands, and it, but then he tipped it up. It's, and it's not even like the defender deflected it up. It up like it hit off his chest, and then it went up in the air. Uh, I'll say one thing though, though, and I'm not a person that likes to complain. Like you know me, I I hate people that complain about the refs, refs, and I try not to complain about the refs. But uh, those refs today, when it especially when it came to pass interference, they. Especially early on in the game, they literally we touched a player. They called pass interference, and I'm not trying to complain. And of course, and and of course, I'm I'm not seeing everything they were seeing, but from what I could see, see it, see I don't I think it was legal. Like you're you're allowed to. Put a hand on the receiver if you're as long as you're not restricting him from catch his movement. And we were I I don't believe we were we were playing, but they were kept calling pass interference like four times, like we just touched the receiver and then they called it and it's not like we were restricting him or anything. And then they there were a few times where we threw the ball, and the player was like grabbing us. And but they never called it, but I'm not gonna be that guy and complain. Like in the end, I hate to say, it, wouldn't have mattered, but but still, that that that's the one thing they they should probably work work on because if they were, if they were calling it on both teams, okay, I get it, but it it was lopsided. And it, and it, but I'm not gonna complain too much about it because that's, because that's not the person I am. I I don't, I don't, I don't try to complain too much. So, 
But yeah, uh, offense, defense, yep. Honestly, it wasn't bad, but offense couldn't do any, couldn't get really anything going. And then when we did have a drive where we got things going, it of course ended in an inter interception. Next, so yeah, next game, we got Ohio State versus Penn State. I didn't really watch this game because I was at the Alabama Mississippi State game, but. Uh, Ohio State won 38 to 25. Justin Fields was 28 of 34, 318 yards and four touchdowns. Sean Clifford 18 of 30, 281 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Master Teague 23 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Lane Rusher for Penn State was uh, Devin Ford with eight carries for 36 yards. Couldn't really get the running game going. Looks like. Leading receivers, Chris Olave with seven receptions for 120 yards and two touchdowns. I, I thought I, I'm, I thought I saw something he was supposed to miss this game because he got an injury from last week. But I guess he decided to play, and obviously he came up big with two touchdowns. Garrett Wilson, 11 receptions for 111 yards. Jeremy Ruckert, four receptions for 25 yards and two touchdowns. Leading receiver for Penn State was uh, Jahan Dotson with eight receptions for 144 yards and three touchdowns. Downs, Chris Olave had a fumble. Leading tackler for Ohio State was uh, Tommy Togaya. Togaya. I'm, I might be saying that wrong. He had seven tackles, three sacks, and three tackles for loss. Big day there. Uh, Zach Harrison, four tackles, half a sack, one and a half tackles for loss. Leading tackler for Penn State was El Ellis Brooks with 11 tackles and one tackle for loss. Let's see. Brandon Smith had five tackles, one sack, one and a half tackles for loss. Lost, uh, Marcus Hooker had an interception. Uh, Dominic Demasio. Was one for two, made a 22-yard field goal, three for three on extra points. And then Blake Habele, Habele, uh had what missed a field goal and was two for two on extra points. Penn State had two different kickers as well. Ohio State punted it two times and Penn State four times. Ohio State's probably gonna, or now, or now it's gonna be Alabama, and then Ohio State's gonna be probably number two. Clemson, they're probably gonna fall to three. But yeah, Buckeyes remain undefeated. Our next game we got Notre Dame versus Georgia Tech. Notre Dame won thirty-one thirteen. Ian Book, uh, let's see, 18 of 26, 199 yards, one touchdown. Down, Kyron Williams, 15 carries for 76 yards and two touchdowns. Sebo, Flemster, Flemster, 15 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown. Jameer Gibbs, 14 carries for 61 yards. And then Jordan Mason, 7 carries for 25 yards and a touchdown. Jeff Sims, 
was 15 for 26, 150 yards. Leading receiver for Georgia Tech was uh, Jalen Camp with three receptions for 64 yards. Leading receiver for Notre Dame was Javon McKinley with five receptions for 93 yards. And then Joe Wilkins Jr. had one reception for eight yards and a touchdown. Jeff Sims had two fumbles. Leading tackler for Notre Dame was Kyle Hamilton with six tackles. He had two tackles for loss in the pass deflection. Dalen Hayes had five tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss. Last lane tackler for Georgia Tech was Quez Jackson with 11 tackles, one tackle for loss in a quarterback hurry. DJ Jamon Brooks had four tackles, two tackles for loss, and a sack. Jonathan Doerr was one for one, made a 32-yard field goal for four extra points, and Jude Kelly missed a field goal one for one on extra points. Notre Dame punted three times, Georgia Tech four times, and Notre Dame obviously won the game 31 to 13. Dean, they play Clemson next week. That that will be a big game. Next game, we got Georgia versus Kentucky. I had a feeling this was going to be a low-scoring game. Game, uh, Kentucky has a pretty good defense. Georgia does too, but their offense is not that explosive. Setson Bennett was 9-13 for 131 yards and two touchdowns. Joey Gatewood, 15-25 for 91 yards. Chris Rodriguez was the leading rusher with 20 carries for 108 yards. Zamir White, 26 carries for 136 yards and a touchdown. And then Stetson Bennett, three carries for nine yards and a touchdown. Leading tackler was Nicobe Dean with 14 tackles and one quarterback hurry. Richard Leconte had 13 tackles and three pass deflections. And I think I saw something. I saw, I, I remember reading something that that happened to him. What? So what happened? A hospitalized after traffic incident. After they returned to that, there were dirt bikes involved. He was transported to a local hospital. That that that's that's a huge loss for Georgia, if if he's if he isn't all right. Uh, Aziz Ojolare had three tackles, one and a half sacks, one and a half tackles for loss. Uh, lane tackler for Kentucky was Jim Jamin Davis with thirteen tackles. Uh, Phil Hawkinson, R. Hoskins, and Kelvin Joseph both had it. Interception. Uh, said Georgia missed two f- field goals, but it doesn't say who it was by. I guess it's somebody that wasn't in the system. And then Mark Ruffalo was one for one on extra on field goal, made a thirty-four yarder. Georgia punted two times, Kentucky four times. Close game. And Georgia, if they're gonna do something, they need to get their offense going because. Uh, their defense is really good, but one thing I've noticed this year, defense, it if 
defense can help you if you have an offense, but if you don't have a single offense, it doesn't matter. It, it can be very hard to win. Next game, we have a, uh, an upset. So we have a Texas beating number six Oklahoma State, 41 to 34. It was in overtime. Time Sam Ellinger was 18 to 34, 169 yards and three touchdowns. Spencer Sanders was 27 to 39, 400 yards, four touchdowns, but threw an interception. Leaner's rusher for Texas was Bijan Robinson with 13 carries for 59 yards. And Keontae Ingram was had two carries for five yards and a touchdown. Uh, Chaba Hubbard, 25 carries for 72 yards. Uh, Tylen Wallace had a big day, 11 receptions for 450 set, or 187 yards and two touchdowns. Lynn Wolf, three receptions for 37 yards and a touchdown. Chaba Hubbard, three, four receptions for 34 yards and a touchdown. Jake Smith, seven receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. Brendan Eagles, three receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. Joshua Moore, one reception for 15 yards. Yards. Uh, Sanders had three fumbles. That, 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 that's not good at all. Joseph Asase. See, I had 12 tackles, three sacks, and six tackles for loss for for uh, Houston, I mean, I mean Texas, not Houston. Uh, Taquan Graham had five tackles, one sack, three and a half tackles for loss. Uh, lean tackler for Oklahoma State was Amen Og Ogbong Bunga Bunga Mega Mega. I I I'm probably saying that wrong. Sorry. He had ten tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. Lost. Brock Martin, five tackles, one half sacks, one half tackles for loss. Jarek Bernard Converse, four tackles, two ta- pass deflections. Jalen Green had an interception. Uh, Deshaun Jameson had a kick return for a touchdown. Uh, and he also had a punt return. Wait, 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 no, 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 wait, no, he didn't. But he had a kick return for a touchdown, but not a punt return. Uh, Alex Hales, two for two, made a 34-yard field goal, four for four on extra points. Cameron Dicker was two for two, made a 40-yard field goal, was three for four on extra points. Texas punted it nine times, five inside the 20. Oklahoma State punted it five times, three inside the 20. So Oklahoma State's not undefeated anymore, and I would, and I that might end the Big 12's chance at having a playoff contender there or a playoff team. Like it, only team left is probably Oklahoma State, and they like they would need some stuff to happen, like a, lot, a bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, next game, we have a Memphis versus Cincinnati. I was expecting this to be a close game. Not so much. Cincinnati won 49-10. 10, 10 uh, Brady White struggled throughout the game. He was 18-35, 316 yards, one touchdown. 
Desmond Ritter had a really good game. 13, 21 of 26, 271 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And then he had two rushing yards, or two rushing touchdowns. Jerome Ford, nine carries for 116 yards and two touchdowns. Only rusher for Memphis was Rodriguez Clark with 12 carries for 16 yards. Bray White had nine carries for negative 33 yards, so he must have been sacked a lot. Calvin Austin had a big day. Austin the third. Seven receptions for 121 yards. And then Taj Washington, two receptions for 104 yards. Yards and a touchdown. Leading receiver for Cincinnati was Alec Pierce with three receptions for 61 yards. Michael Young Jr., four, five receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown. And Trey Tucker, three receptions for 34 yards and a touchdown. Leading tackler. For Memphis, it was a tie between Thomas Pickens, Quindell Johnson, and Rodney Owens. All had seven tackles. Lane tackler for Cincinnati was Mijaj, Mijai Sanders with a, six tackles, one and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss in a quarterback hurry. Hurry, uh, Jacoby Francis had an interception for Memphis. Fizz, Cole Smith. For Cincinnati, 7 for 7 on extra points. Riley Patterson, 1 for 1 on, on field goals, made a 42 yarder, and 1 for 1 on extra points. Memphis punted 6 times, Cincinnati 9 times. Or, I mean, four, three times, 2 times, 4 times. And won the game 49 to 10. Uh, next game we have Arkansas versus AM. AM won the game 42 to 31. Arkansas, from what I've heard, I didn't watch the game. Scored at two garbage time touchdowns. Felipe Franks, 23 of 31, 239 yards, and three touchdowns. Kellen Mond, 21 of 26, 260 yards, and three touchdowns. Isaiah Spiller, 21 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. Devon Conche, four carries for 39 yards and a touchdown. And Anise Smith with three carries for 31 yards and a touchdown. Rakeem Boyd, 18 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown for Arkansas. Lean receiver was uh, Traylon Burks, seven receptions for 117 yards and two touchdowns, and Tyson Morris with one reception for one yard and a touchdown. Uh, Lean receiver was Jalen for A&M was Jace Watermer with six reception, Watermeyer, six receptions for 92 yards and two touchdowns, and then Nia Smith, six receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. Felipe Franks had a fumble. Lane tackler was Bumper Poole with five, 14 tackles, three tackles for loss. Grant Morgan, six tackles, one and a half tackles for loss. Lane tackler for AM was Buddy Johnson with two tackles for loss, a sack, and 12 tackles total. Seth Small, six for six on extra points. A.J. Reed did not have a good day. One for three on field goals. Made a 34-yarder. Four for four on extra points. And Arkansas punted it three times. Texas A&M four times. Uh, Next game we have... Missouri versus Florida. Florida it won the game forty-one to seventeen. 
15. I'm going to try to go through this quick because I've already spent 30 minutes and I have a bunch of other games to talk about. Sorry, they're, they're more since college football is back and the Big Ten and everyone's back, there's more games. And the SEC had more games this week. So there's a bunch of games to talk about. I'll try to speed up a little bit more. Uh, Florida, 41-141-17. Connor Bazelock, 26-40, 208 yards. Uh, Larry Rontre, the third, 14 carries for 36 yards and a touchdown. Kyle Trask, 21-36, 345 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Kyle Pitts. Pitts had five receptions for 81 yards. Uh, Kadaris Tony three receptions or three carries for 23 yards and a touchdown. Down. Lean receiver for Missouri was Kiki Chisholm with five receptions for 68 yards. Kyle Pitts was lead receiver for Florida with five receptions for 81 yards. And then Kadaris Tony uh, four receptions for 60 yards and two touchdowns. And then uh, Trayvon Grimes, three receptions for 33 yards and a touchdown. And then Justin Shorter, one reception for two yards and a touchdown. Uh, Missouri fumbled it twice. Florida fumbled it twice. Lean tackler was Devin Nicholas for Missouri. They did not get a sack. Lean tackler for Florida was... Jeremiah Moon and Brad Stewart with six tackles. Uh, Jarvis Ware had an interception, or should I say a pick six for Missouri. Uh, uh, Harrison Mevis was one for two, made a 29 yarder, two for two on extra points. And Florida, two for two. Made th- uh, Chris Howard, two for two. Made a 32-yard field goal, five for five on extra points. Missouri punted seven, Florida three times. Big difference. Florida, despite having uh, two, week- two weeks off, or three weeks, pretty much, much uh, still was able to win big, though they did have a slow start. Uh, next game. I, I didn't watch this as well. Most of these games, I hate to say, I didn't watch. Only games I was really able to watch was the, like the first half games, like the first half of the noon games, and that's about it. Uh, BYU uh, crushed Western Kentucky forty-one to ten. Zach Wilson eighteen to thirty-two, two hundred twenty-four yards and three touchdowns. Threw it one interception. Tyler Algier. Nine, 16 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Zach Wilson, five carries for 35 yards and a touchdown. Down at Tyrell. Pigrome was 19 of 30, 106 yards and one touchdown. Down at Gage Walker, 17 carries for 75 yards. Yards at Joshua Simon, five receptions for 28 yards and a touchdown. Xavier Lane, three receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Dax Milne with five receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Lopini Katoa with two receptions for 50 yards and a touchdown. And Isaac Rex, four receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Deontay Rufin had an interception. 
Western Kentucky kicked one field goal. BYU kicked two field goals, made a 49-yarder. BYU only punted it once. Western Kentucky three times. Western Kentucky, pretty much, it looks like uh, BYU dominated the whole time. Uh, next, next we have uh, Michigan State versus Michigan. Michigan State coming up with the big upset. Last week got lost to Rutgers. And Michigan look looked like they might they might have a good year. Well, today they struggled. Rocky Lombardi was seventeen to thirty-two. Two, uh, three hundred had three hundred twenty-three yards and three touchdowns. Joe Milton not the best day, thirty-two of fifty-one, uh, for three hundred yards and zero touchdowns. Lean rusher was. Jonathan Simmons, 14 carries for 55 yards. Joe Millen was the leading rusher for Michigan with 12 carries for 59 yards. Hassan Haskins, 8 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. Blake Corum, 5 carries for 15 yards and 2 touchdowns. Down, Roman Wilson, 5 receptions for 71 yards. Ricky White, 8 receptions for 196 yards and a touchdown for Michigan State. And then Connor Hayward, Two receptions for 15 yards and two touchdowns. Noah Harvey, 11 tackles, one and a half tackles for loss. Antoine Simmons, 11 tackles, half a tackle for loss, two pass deflections. Brad Hawkins, Josh Roth, eight tackles total. Uh, Matt Coughlin, two for three. Made a 51-yard field goal. 3 for 3 on extra points. Michigan kicker uh, Quinn Norton made a 23-yard field goal. Michigan punted it 8 times and Michigan State 5 times. Wow. Uh, Let's see. Next game, yeah. Uh, we have North Carolina versus Virginia. Virginia upset them. North Carolina, forty-four to forty-one. I, I, they kept it close against Miami, but I thought it was a fluke. But Miami, from Virginia, came to play. I knew UNC was overrated, but today, they proved it. Sam Howell had a good game, twenty-three of twenty-eight, four hundred forty-three yards and four touchdowns. Brendan Armstrong, twelve. For 22, 208 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Uh, Brandon Armstrong, Keaton Thompson, a former Mississippi State quarterback, he transferred there. And Wayne uh, Talapapa, all three had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Javante Williams had 13 carries for 54 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Dami Brown. I had a big day, 11 receptions for 240 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Coffrey Brown, one reception for 76 yards and a touchdown. Shane Simpson, one reception for 71 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tony Poljan, two receptions for 33 yards and a touchdown. Rashawn Henry, one reception for 18 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Sam Howell had two fumbles, though. The lean tackler was uh, Cameron Kelly. Uh, 
Uh, Charles Snowden not, had not one, not two, not three, but four sacks for Virginia. They, they, North Carolina cannot block him at all. Uh, Jeremiah Gamel had an interception. Uh, Grayson Atkins, two for three, made a 51-yard field goal. Uh, Brian Delaney, one for one, made a 35-yard field goal. North Carolina did not punt it at all, and Virginia punted it twice. And that game did not have much defense. Next game, uh, another upset, though some people question if this was considered an upset. West Virginia was favored, though Kansas State was rated 16 in the country. Uh, West Virginia won 37-10. 10, 10 uh, Will Howard, he's filling in for Skylar Thompson. Uh, he had a terrible game. 19-37, 184 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Jared Dogue, 22-34, 301 yards and two touchdowns. Nothing too flash. Pretty good day. Didn't have turnovers. That's how you win. Deuce Vaughn could not get anything going for Kansas State. Letty Brown, 24 carries for 102 yards and a touchdown. Down lead receiver was Bryce Ford Wheaton, three receptions for 104 yards. Winton Wright Jr., four receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Allie Jennings, two receptions for 12 yards and a touchdown. Malik Knowles had one reception for 35 yards and a touchdown. West Virginia fumbled it twice. Uh, Hughes. Wait, hold on. Uh, Justin Hughes. Nine tackles for Kansas State. Uh, Drew Wiley. Willie. Seven, seven tackles, one sack, two and a half tackles for loss. West Virginia did not have that many players come up with tackles. They they only had like one, two, three, four, seven players come up with a tackle. Six players come up with a tackle. So either ESPN did a bad job, or I don't know. Tony Fields the second, fifteen tackles. Uh, Sean Mahone had two pass deflections and seven tackles. Uh, Drew Sean Miller not had three tackles, but five pass deflections. Uh, Dylan Tonkery, Sean Mahone, or Drew Dylan uh, Tonker, Tonkery had a pick six. Uh, Nick Troy Fortune or Fortune and Sean Mahone both had an interception. Uh, West Virginia was 3-4 for the day. Was 4 for 4 on extra points. Made a 45-yard. Kansas State, 1 for 2. Made Blake Lynch was 1 for 2. Made a 21-yard. 4 points. Uh, Kansas State punted 5 times. West Virginia, 2 times. West Virginia dominated that game. Kansas State did not do well. Indiana played Rutgers. 
and pretty much dominated them the whole game, I would say. Say Michael Penix, Jr., 17 for 26, 238 yards and three touchdowns. And he had one rushing touchdown. Uh, Noah Verdal was 21-34, 129 yards, two touchdowns, but three picks. Uh, K-Ron Adams, five carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. Michael Penix Jr., he had six carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. Stevie Scott, 21 carries for 79 yards. Yards, a pain Hendershot, six receptions for 34 yards and two touchdowns. Downs and Bo Melton, four receptions for 50 yards and two touchdowns. Downs, Branch, Indiana controlled the game. They had three points in the first, 17 in the second, 10 in the third, seven in the fourth. Rutgers scored 14 points in the second half, seven in the first half. Uh, uh, Taiwan Mullen had two and a half sacks. Sacks, uh, Jonathan King, Jalen Williams, and Micaiah McFadden, all three had an interception. And both teams punted five times. So, yeah. Rutgers moves to 1-1. One one. Indiana remains undefeated. Next game, uh, we have a little bit of a blowout. I'm not going to... I'm going to try to speed this up a little bit. Pretty much it was a blowout. Coastal Carolina won 51 to nothing. Just dominated Georgia State. Grayson McCall had four touchdowns. 254 yards. Uh, nothing much for Georgia State. He lied for Coastal Carolina. Five receptions for 81 yards and two touchdowns. Downs. Uh, and they had to punt it one time. Yeah, 27 points in the second quarter. Pretty crazy. Uh, next game, Navy versus SMU. SMU won 51 to 37. Navy actually had 239 yards passing the ball and two passing touchdowns. SM, SMU, uh, they scored 20 points in the fourth quarter to make it a lot closer. SMU had 31 points in the second quarter. 31 points in one quarter. That's that's pretty crazy. Uh, Shane Bucile, Bukele, uh, 23 of 28, 300 yards and three touchdowns. We say it's Bentley, the fourth. 25 carries for 149 yards and two touchdowns. Tyler Levine, five carries for 74 yards and two touchdowns. Chance... Uh, uh, pretty much. Let's see. Richard McBride had two sacks. Sacks. SMU just dominated this game offensively. 
defensively. Uh, didn't do too much. High high scoring game. Uh, SMU has a really good offense. Defense uh, not so much. Uh, next game, uh, another blowout, which was expected. Uh, Iowa State versus Kansas. Uh, Iowa State won fifty two to twenty two. Kansas uh, couldn't get anything going at all. Uh, Brock Purdy was 23 at 34, 239 yards, two touchdowns, but one pick. Brees Hall, pretty good day, 21 carries for 185 yards and two touchdowns. Down. Uh, Greg Ells, Easworth, the second, and Kenny Logan, the junior, both had interceptions. And that, that's about it. Kansas had to punt seven times. Couldn't get much going. And Iowa State. They are are they No, they lost to Oklahoma State, never mind. And then our last two games we got uh, Oklahoma versus Texas Tech. They dominated them. Sixty two to twenty eight. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma scored a bunch of points early. Twenty one in the first, twenty seven in the second. And then they scored a touchdown in the third and fourth quarter. Spencer Rattler, 21-30, 208 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Richard Stevenson had three touchdowns for the day. 13 carries for 87 yards. Uh, Spencer Rattler fumbled it. Trey Norwood had two picks for Oklahoma. Texas Tech had to punt it six times. Oklahoma passed it four times. And, yeah. Yeah, they just dominated them. Oklahoma has a really good offense. That defense played well today. And then our last game. Where's Hank? Our last game, we got... Boston College versus, I mean, Boston, about Boise State, not Boston College. They they lost earlier, but had a chance to win. But uh, Boise State versus Air Force. Jack Sears was the quarterback. What happened to Hank? What happened to Hank Bachemeyer? Why Why didn't he play? No reason was provided for his absence. Uh, let's see, the Boys State's coach, Brian Hart Harrison, Harson, said he will not discuss the status or availability of players due to injury, COVID, or any other reason except when a player suffers a season-ending injury. But, but yeah, Jack Sears came in as a backup, came in and had a nice day. Three touchdowns, 17 of 20, 280 yards. Uh, 
Air Force, they're an option team. They're not going to uh, throw the ball. They threw it seven times for a total of 69 yards. Uh, Andrew Van Buren had 17, 12 carries on 70 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Air Force had 415 rushing yards. Brandon Lewis was the leading rusher with one touchdown. Matthew Merlet, nine, had two touchdowns. And Bo, Bo Gross, Gross had two, had a touchdown. C.T. Thomas had two receptions for 101 yards and two touchdowns. Let's see, Air Force punted it three times, Boise State punted it two times, and Boise State remains undefeated after two weeks. Top 25 is going to look a little bit interesting tomorrow. Number one, I have a feeling it's going to be Bama. Number two, it's going to be probably Ohio State. And then three is going to be, maybe, maybe, we'll see, maybe Ohio State jumps Alabama, just because they beat a top 25 team. But Bama has dominated in all their games so far. Only game they struggled in was the Ole Miss game. But that was about it. And Buckets have only played two games, and they're playing less games. But who, who knows? Who knows? It... knows uh the wisconsin nebraska game that was canceled and it will not be made up due to the big 10 rules and then marshall and florida international was postponed uh i think florida international had a little covid outbreak or something that game will be made up later i think Duke Duke cornerback Mark Gilbert uh, this was six days ago he's an all ACC has declared for the draft and will opt out the rest of the year interesting okay uh, while I have a second Uh, uh, and by the way, if you're one, wondering why this might be a little bit off, I just, uh, it's, it's one thirty in the morning. It's actually really two thirty because uh, the clock just went back an hour. I, I literally got back and I started doing this podcast, podcast to do the games. So, but yeah, yeah. Later, later I will be talking about the AP poll. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the AP poll. And there were some, a lot of changes. There were a lot of upsets or close games this week. So, so, 
the, so the picks might be a little bit different. Uh, let's see. Let's see, uh, number one in the AP poll is Clemson. They have, they still have thirty three votes for first place. Alabama just behind with twenty nine. Ohio State not receiving any. So. Yeah, of the 62 voters, voters, yeah, 33 went with Clemson, still on number one. 29 went with Alabama. Nobody went with Ohio State. It's, I, I can somewhat see the point of keeping Clemson number one because they know, they think if they had Lawrence, they would have blown him out and they didn't lose. They came back, played better in the second half. And I can I can I can see those points. Personally, I probably would have put Bama first, but maybe even Ohio State second. But I don't know. Well, I have no idea. Again, the AP poll it's only going to be used until probably like for two more weeks. When when's the first college football playoff come out? College football playoff comes out. Uh, college football ranking schedule. When does it come out? Okay, they said. No, is that November seventeenth? So. So. Yeah. So this week. And next week or the last two weeks where branch everyone goes by the AP poll and then the college football rankings, which matter. Yeah, so those are the only ones that... The only uh, thing that matters, I, I have a feeling... Right now, of course, and of course, uh, they'll have uh, Trevor Lawrence back, so that might factor in. But right now, but they play Notre Dame this week without Trevor Lawrence. Will be it will be an interesting game. So, but okay, so number, but right now we're going by the AP poll, and then we'll go by the college football playoff poll. Though I just realized it's released on a Tuesday, so so I'll probably include it. I'll probably work something out to include it. Include it. I'll just add a quick segment when I do my NFL stuff. Stuff. I'll I'll get that figured out later. Uh, but okay. So number one, we have Clemson. Send they be. Boston College, they were down early. It was able to come back. Number two, Alabama. Alabama, they dominated offensively and defensively. Wait, th- three, Ohio State. They won 35 to 23, I think. 35 23. What was that the score? 
Hold on. It was a... Uh, where, where is it? Ohio State... Okay, 38-25. Okay. Five, so yeah, one by 13 points. Points to beat number 18, Penn State, who's no longer ranked. Number four, Notre Dame. They they are still undefeated. And they beat Georgia Tech 31-13. Team they got Clemson this week. This is a big game for them. If they could beat Clemson at least one time and go undefeated the rest of the way. I think they have a good shot shot of making the playoffs. People will say they don't deserve it. Every, everyone's going to say that. If you beat Clemson and you go undefeated, you deserve it. I, I don't care. Well, even with one loss and that to being the Clemson, but they beat Clemson. So it technically cancels out. Okay, it's it's more complicated than that, but you get what I mean. Uh, number five, Georgia. Uh, they they had a tough game against Kentucky. Kentucky has a really good defense. Offense, not so much. Much. Georgia's offense struggled. They need to get that going. They have, they play Florida this week, and that's going to be a tough game. game. Florida has a really good offense, and you're going to have to get that figured out. Now, maybe, I would say that's probably the same amount, same spot. So, yeah, the top five remain the same. Number six, Cincinnati moved up a spot after Oklahoma State lost. Lost, so, and they beat uh, Memphis. They crushed them, actually. So, yeah, they're number six, still trying to fight for that playoff spot. Number seven, Texas A&M. They move up one spot. They they beat Arkansas, I think, by at least two scores. 42-31. Yeah, so two possessions. I think Arkansas had two garbage time touchdowns. So, to make it a little bit closer. The next, uh, we have Florida versus Florida. They move up two spots after uh, beating Missouri. They, had, they didn't play for two weeks. Started off a little bit slow, but was able to get things going quickly. Uh, number nine, BYU. They crushed Texas, Western Kentucky, forty-one to ten. Ten, and they move to number nine in the country. They move up two spots, trying to get the New Year's Six bowl. Bolt power. It's probably going to be very hard for them to get to get the uh, college football playoff spot. But, yeah, you never know. No, number 10, Wisconsin. They didn't play this. They fall one spot. They didn't play this week because due to a COVID outbreak. Uh, next week, they play... I'll preview that in a second, but... Or next week, they play... Don't they play Michigan? They play, I think they play Michigan next week. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Yeah, they play Michigan. That, that, wait, no, it's Indiana. Never mind. Oh, they play Purdue, who's undefeated so far. Far, And they're going to be with their fourth-string quarterback. Not a good situation to be. The Wisconsin's 
really known as a run team. Team, but Jack Cohen dope. Or not Jack Cohen. Uh, uh, Mertz. He looked really good. Out there, so before he tested positive, obviously. Is there a coach? Is there? I'm curious. Is there a coach out? Out because I know the policy for or the rules for the Big Ten is you have to quarantine for 21 days if you're a player, but uh, it's it's technically 14 days, and then the seven days is they're making sure you're all right. You're all right, like COVID didn't mess you up or anything. So, and make sure, like, because you're if you're not work if working out or doing much for two weeks, it that that doesn't really help you. So let me see, what was I gonna say? Uh, uh hold on, hold on, hold on. Wisconsin, oh yeah, yeah, Wisconsin's coach. Let me see. I think, or didn't he coach last week? Oh wait, wait, but they didn't play. Uh, sorry for a second. Uh, Paul Christ. Uh, let's see. He, Big Ten protocols requires play players to refrain from that. Conversely, the rules doesn't apply to coaches. Okay, so he can come back after 10 days. He, It was on a Tuesday, I think. think, Monday or Tuesday. Or Sunday, actually, I think. I, I have no idea, honestly. But, okay, so he can come back after 10 days. But he can return as early as Thursday since he's been symptom-free. Okay. Uh, that's gonna be well. That but that's good. They get their coach back. That's because they're gonna need all the help they can get. Yeah, and losing that game, and not saying they wouldn't have made the playoffs, but losing that game does not help them because the Big Ten rules are you have to play in at least six games to, or yet to uh, qualify for the Big Ten championship. And they already lost one game, so if they lose another one, that, that that can be bad. Number eleven, Miami. They they've moved up one spot after. Did they play last week? I don't I don't think they played last week. Yeah yeah they they had a bye week, but they moved up one spot because Oklahoma State fell a lot. Uh, number twelve, Oregon. They kick off next next Saturday. So this is going to be their first game, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they play Stanford on Saturday. Okay, so they, they're back. That's big. Big. So that they'll, they could move up or down in the rankings. They're going to have to go undefeated to even have a slight chance, but I just still don't believe they would... They're going to take a Pac-12 team. Like, they would need a lot of crazy stuff to happen, and Oregon would have to blow everyone out of the water with some crazy stuff to happen. But I don't think they, they'll consider them, sadly. Well, not sadly, because if if you're playing less games, I hate to say that like, that's 
it, it, it shouldn't help you. Help you. Help you, like... Because... Because let's just say, okay, they go 9-1 and one versus a team that plays seven games, okay? 17-0 make goes undefeated by a 9-1 and one team. Team They played more games, so obviously they, they have a, a higher chance of losing. And not to, and let's hey let's just say the Pac-12 is probably the worst Power Five conference. No, f- sorry if you were a Pac-12 fan, but it's over the past couple of years hasn't really been the best. It's been really run by Oregon, and that's about it. Utah had a good run last year, but they lost a lot of players, and I don't expect them to be the same team. So. So yeah, uh, number uh, back to this thirteen Indiana they move up uh, four spots or four spots four so, yeah four spots did I say five? I don't know I think I just said four spots or five four I have no idea what I just said uh, four spots I believe uh, Indiana they they be uh, Rutgers. By I think two by at least two scores. That's right. Right, Indiana, yeah, thirty-seven twenty-one. Oh, so yeah, two possession games. So. So yeah, they they're off to a good start. Start, and I I thought they would do well this year. Here, people. Some people are like, oh oh, it's Indiana. Okay. Yes. Over the years, they haven't been bad, but this is the n- narrative I hate, and this is what I hate with some people. Okay, just because a team was bad last year, doesn't mean they'll be bad this year. Okay, if you were good last year, doesn't mean you'll be good this year. Okay, I I hate that narrative. Okay, yes, Al- Rutgers, Almit has been bad the past couple of years. Years, but okay, they they brought back Greg Schiano, who they had their best years with, and I think he'll do a good job there, or at least return them to being competitive. I'm not saying they'll win the Big East or Big Ten, Big Ten East. They're they're probably not, unless something crazy happens to Ohio State. But but still, uh, next next week. We have um, well, okay. Next team, uh, we have Oklahoma State. They fall eight spots after losing to Texas in overtime. I and I thought this would be a close game. Game Texas. I don't care what you say. Texas has a really good offense. Defense is not the best, but they came up big in that game their offense is really good and yeah yeah so and I I knew it would be a close game Oklahoma State had the lead but that Texas was able to come back and they're back in the rankings uh Oklahoma State, I hate 
I hate to say that might have ended their playoff hopes. Hopes they they need to they obviously can't lose another game and they need some other crazy stuff to happen for them to have a playoff chance, but it's it makes it a lot harder. If they went undefeated in the Big Twelve, I, I think they still would have made made it. But it makes it a lot harder. But it also makes the playoff race a little bit more interesting. Number sixteen, Marshall, they remain undefeated. They play who they they did not play last week. I, t- I take that back. They they played uh, or they were supposed to play Florida National, but there was a COVID outbreak. Who was it by? I I, I think I'm, I want to say it might have been FIU, but or Marshall. I have no idea. But there was a little COVID outbreak or something because the game got canceled. But Marshall, they looked really good this year so far. Next next team, uh, we have 17 Iowa State. They move up six spots. They destroyed Kansas. And they, they, they still have a chance to win the Big 12. But or, let's see, they're, well, they have one loss. So if Oklahoma State loses another game, then they, then they should be fine. Uh, SMU six and six and one. They played Navy, was it? Yeah, and they won fifty one to thirty seven. Played really good offense. Defense hasn't been the best, but still a really good team. Team, I believe. I believe they move up four spots. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, they they're back in the rank. Well, no, they were ranked last week, weren't they? Weren't they ranked? Yeah, they yeah against Texas Tech. Offense played really good, sixty-two points. Defense not bad, twenty only let up twenty-eight points. Anything under twenty-eight, if you let up twenty-eight or less points, then I I think you did a pretty good job, at least in college for college standards. Nerds, they move up five spots, trying to redeem themselves. Twenty is USC. They they'll play their first game next week against. Uh, next week they play Arizona State. State that that should be a really good game. Arizona State's I think can be a pretty good uh, Pac-12 team this year. We'll have to see. USC is a ten and a half point favorite. Interesting. Uh, next we have uh next team we have a uh, is Boise State. They played who they who they play play. Uh, I should know this on the top of my head. Uh, they played Air Force. Yeah, they won forty nine to thirty. Real good offense. Not the best defense. You don't you don't see too many uh, uh, teams running the option, scoring thirty points a game. That, that's a lot. So. So yeah, I'm, Boise State did a nice job. Uh, Hank Hank uh, Bachemeyer, he was out for an undisclosed reason. 
and the coach was like, I, what, I'm not going to talk about players. If, if they're hurt, hurt, have a personal issue or something. And that, that's how I think it should be in college. And it sounds like Mike Leach was the same way because he wouldn't say anything about Kylan Hill. Hill, and technically it's still not confirmed, but I, I, I don't see him. Personally, I don't see him coming back. I, I hope he does. Does, but yeah. Next, next game. Uh, yes. So, Boise State won forty nine thirty. Air Force did pretty good. They, they Boise State had a hard time stopping the run because that's <laughs> what the only thing Air Force can do. <laughs> do you don't see them passing the ball a lot. Uh, next teams Texas they. They've beat uh, Oklahoma State. They were unranked last week. Big win. Offense is really good. They're back in the rankings. Uh, I think part of the reason, well, we'll see what, what they can do the rest of the year. 23 is Michigan. They fall 10 spots after losing to Michigan State. Michigan State, after a rough game against uh, Rutgers, they b- bounced back and was able to beat Michigan. Michigan. Michigan is just one of those teams you don't know what you're going to get. But here's also just something to consider. Minnesota is supposed to be really good. They're 0-2 right now. Now, but in Michigan, maybe maybe Minnesota's not supposed to be good this year. I don't I don't know. That's the thing about college football. There's always surprises, and that's what that's what makes it fun. Every week, it's a new week. One week, you might be the best team. Next week, you could be the worst team. Number twenty-four, Auburn. They destroyed LSU. You, I, I picked them to win, and they dominated. Look, return to a good team team and yeah honestly that's probably the only team left on Alabama's schedule that can compete with them I I believe and I won't even say they can compete can compete with them like Bo Nix it's gonna have to go off and he can't have turnovers they play I think they play each other Thanksgiving week like they normally do I could be wrong about that but who knows uh, Nat- Auburn, they, yeah. And then 25 is Liberty. They're having a pretty good year undefeated right now. They, who, did they play last week? No, no, they did not play last week. They they were receiving votes. Looked pretty good so far this year. Here. Next week, they got a tough matchup. They're going to Blacksburg. So we'll have to see that. And then some of the teams receiving votes. We have uh, Northwestern, who's undefeated, right? Northwestern's undefeated, right? Big Ten. Northwestern, yeah, they're undefeated so far through two games. Played really good. Had a close game with Iowa, and then they destroyed uh, Maryland, was it? Yeah, Maryland. 
Louisiana Lafayette, or Louisiana. They they won last week against who was it? Who was it? It was a uh, Louisiana Lafayette. They they played. Oh yeah, they they played a a Texas State and won forty four thirty-four. North Carolina, they're unranked now. Just like two three weeks ago they were number five. Now they're unranked. And I thought they were overrated and but this week they proved it. Virginia had a big win. Uh Penn State, uh, they're unranked. Ranked at zero and two, right now not off to a good start. Start they did lose their running back, two running backs, and they also lost um, Parsons. They lost some good players. We'll have, we'll have to see. Could be a rough year. Uh, Tulsa, they played Friday, right? Then th- Tulsa they played. Tulsa, yeah, they played East Carolina, had a really close game, but was able to get it done and win the game. Uh, Army's receiving votes. I don't think they played last week. Week, but I think I'm pretty sure they've only lost one game this year. Here, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, let's see. Army's a six and one, yeah. Uh, who else is receiving votes? Uh, Kansas State. State, yeah, they they had a rough game. Skylar Thompson was well, he's been out. They won the week before against Kansas, and then this week West Virginia came to play. They're receiving votes despite having one loss. I, I would do they have one or two losses? I believe they only have one loss. Oh no, they have two losses. Okay, never mind. Or wait, wait, that was at the time. Yeah, they're four and two. Lost at Oklahoma State and TC or Texas Tech. Tech Utah's receiving votes. They they'll play next week. I don't expect much from them. Washington's receiving votes. I I, I don't I don't know too much about them this year. Purdue they're undefeated right now. So so yeah, Virginia Tech. They've lost two games. Now they lost to UNC, and then they. I let me see. Let me double check. Check. There's so much I have to remember now. Now at Virginia Tech, they're four and two right now. Now, uh, San Diego State, they're undefeated. They're two and zero right now. Pretty good start. Arizona State's receiving votes. They play this week. Appalachian State only has one loss. Wake Forest. I believe they're four and two. Michigan State t- receiving votes. Uh, they're one and one. I would, I would. We'll we'll see how they do next week. Cal is receiving votes. Uh, don't expect much from this them this year. I 
out of all the teams, I would say the Pac-12, I'm not too familiar with. With because obviously I was on the east, eastern uh, row right now. I'm in the central, but I've always, but because I'm you know I'm from Ohio, but I'm going to school in Mississippi right now, and. And uh, it's Central Time, so I might. And the Pac-12 games always start at like ten thirty or eleven at night, and would be on till two a.m. And if my if my team's not playing, I I'll admit I don't have, and I love football, but it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to stay up for it. But this year I might, I probably will, maybe we'll see. We'll see. But besides, like, Oregon, Oregon really, in Utah last year, I didn't really know too much about the other teams. Or Arizona State, yeah. I knew a little bit about everyone else, though, was not – didn't know too much about it. Okay, and then now I'm going to uh, preview – Uh, next week's games uh, in the uh, top 25. Okay, so let's see. Friday, we have two ranked games. We have Miami taking on NC State. NC State's 4-2. Miami's five, number 11, 5-1. Only losses to Clemson. Still trying to fight for that ACC championship. And, and then the other game. Now this will be a good game. BYU versus Boise State. Boise State's 21. BYU's 9. Now this will be interesting to see. See, and that's probably the only tough, if, I, if I'm, eh, San Diego State can be a tough game. game. Uh, they play, they have to, Three more games left on their schedule. They have Boise State next week on the road. And then they play North Alabama and then San Diego State. San Diego, both of those two games will be tough. And yeah, and the big and BYU doesn't play in a championship game, so that these this might be their last chance to move up. And the Boise State game, they this is a game where if they want to, some I don't think they will personally. Person, I think they can be a group of five t- team, or yeah, being the New Year's Six as a group of five team, because you know they give it to the best group of five team. It's gonna be between them, Cincinnati. I, I keep forgetting about Cincinnati. Uh, they've been playing really well. I haven't really considered them a group of five team. Honestly, I don't even. Sometimes I even consider the AAC American Conference, the AAC a, a group of five, but they move, or a group of six, I guess. Uh, but no, nah, it's, it's probably not going to be like that. But BYU, uh, they're coming down to the stretch. Their biggest game, if they somehow want to have a chance I don't think they they will but you never know 
And then we have 23 Michigan versus Indiana. Should be a really good game. Can Michigan bounce back after a tough game last week? Indiana, can they try to stay, go 3-0? and 3-0 and have a chance. Uh, next game... Next game, uh, wait, there's a, uh, SMU versus Temple. Temple's not off to a good start this year. SMU has a really good offense, so that that so that will be that's another game. I, I'm I'm probably gonna go with SMU, but I'll make my picks tomorrow actually, because I said Sunday's recap, Monday's picks, so I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, Arizona State versus twenty USC. That should be a really good game. West Virginia versus Texas. West Virginia. Yeah, being a little... Not being looked... Looked at by a lot of uh, Big 12 teams. Teams Texas, they're trying to remain ranked. And try to have a chance, at least in the... Championship. For the... It's, it's going to be hard for them to make the Big 12 championship. But, yeah, you never know. No, uh, next is 25 Liberty versus Virginia Tech. I believe Virginia Tech has had troubles over the years against a pack, uh, group of five teams. They're 4-2 right now. Liberty's trying to remain undefeated under Hugh Freeze. Uh, still not a fan of him because of what happened at Ole Miss, but he's doing a good job at Liberty right now. Teams might be interested in hiring him. We'll see. I'll give him a second chance. So yeah, uh, next next game we got UMass versus Marshall. My Marshall's gonna blow them out probably. I hate to say sorry if you're a UMass fan. Fan, they're just they're they're bad. There's there's only been maybe. There's only player that I've I've ever liked from UMass really has been uh two players, Victor Cruz and obviously uh yeah Vic well yeah Victor Cruz. And uh, Andy Isabella. Yeah, Andy Isabella. Bill, he has a lot of speed. Wide receivers. Uh, Marshall, yeah, they're doing really good this year. Here. Yeah, and I found this out, and I didn't think about this either. Either it's the 20. Wait, is it the 20? Yeah, yeah, it's the twenty fifth anniversary of the. Of, is it, or the fiftieth? Yeah, it's the fifty year anniversary of the plane crash, that happened that killed all those, players on Marshall. Marshall and, Marshall right now is doing a nice job trying to remember those players, staying undefeated, winning games games it's a very important season for 
the school, those players, and everyone. Uh, next game we have, and then, yeah, there's Florida-Georgia. Always a good game. And pretty much this game will decide the SEC East, most likely, as as usual. Uh, next, next, there's Houston versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I, I think it's going to win. I'm, I've gone against them a couple times, but I don't think I'm going to again. Again, uh, Purdue, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's going to have their coach back, most likely. But uh, they're still without Mertz and, like, 11 other players. So we'll have to see Purdue's off to a good start. They won their first game without their head coach and best player. Did, did Moore play last week? Did, uh... Uh, did he play? Rondale Moore. Did he play? I I don't see him. So, maybe maybe he's not playing. Is he playing? I thought he opted back in, but did did he get hurt? So yeah, that that's interesting. So he opts back in, but he hasn't said anything, and his team's done well. So it doesn't sound like oh his team is bad. That's why he's not playing, or something like some players. They they might opt out because there's like there's no point of playing because their teams can't com can't compete for a championship or something. It doesn't seem like that because they're doing well, and he's been opting out. So, or well, he opt back in, but he hasn't been playing. I and and that there's other things going on. Of course, I don't know, so I'm not trying to criticize him or anything. I, of course, in college versus the NFL, and and I wouldn't even say in the NFL. There's stuff going on with players in the NFL too, but in the NFL, it's it's a a little bit different they like coaches can are a little bit more able to talk about it in college it there's stuff going others uh, there's reasons why they're, they're not allowed to but yeah so. but yeah yeah uh how I'll try to speed this up. I I know there's been a long podcast. Sorry about it. There's just been a lot going on, and there's more games and more stuff to recap. So, and I didn't want to have like a four hour podcast for you guys. So, okay, let me let me go back quick. Quick, uh, Kansas versus Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's probably gonna win that game, but. Uh, I'll make my final prediction tomorrow. Oklahoma State versus Kansas State. These both of these teams were the only teams 
left undefeated in the Big 12. And both of them are gone. Not undefeated. Every team, Big 12 team has lost. I'm, I'm curious. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Texas A&M versus South Carolina. Next. Uh, I'll probably go with A&M for that game. Baylor versus Iowa State. Uh, Baylor has not done well. Well, I think, if I remember, I believe they hired a LSU's defensive coordinator after Matt Rule left. Left. It, it's, this, this, this probably sucks as a Baylor fan, but at the same time, like, it makes you understand it. Like, okay, like, they, they had RG3, and then all the allegations happened, and then they went downhill. They brought Matt Rule in. He was able to turn things around for them. Just just to... Uh, so somebody's excited. I don't know what happened. It's probably something in the, in the football games. I'm, as I'm doing this right now, there's uh, some NFL games going on. The Bills played earlier. But, yeah, okay. Uh, but Baylor, they've... Baylor, uh, right when they had some hope with Matt Rule, uh, he had the he left for the NFL. And if you're getting mad at him for leaving, like you you can't. It's it's called an upgrade. As a coach, you're always. Some people are always look to move up. Move up, and not everyone. Some people are do it can handle it. Some people aren't. Carolina needed a new coach and they thought he was the right guy. I would say he's not do- he's doing a concern everything going on. He's not doing a bad job. It's good. it's going to take a couple years, but but I think he's the right person. He did the same thing with Temple and Baylor. So, yeah. But I that yeah, but getting back on trap, yeah. I would say they They've been doing really good this year. That only loss was so far. Uh, and then the next game, uh, the game that will most likely be the ACC championship. But you you never know. Yeah, this game will most likely be it. Uh, Clemson versus Notre Dame. Dame, it's the game's in Notre Dame, Indiana. Or South Bend, I should say. And Clemson's going to be without Trevor Lawrence. They struggled early last week, was able to come back and win. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Rutgers versus Ohio State. Probably going with Ohio State. But it'd be a big win for Greg Schiano if, if, they, if they won that. That would be big. But I, I don't see it happening. But again, but again, I'm not here to make my predictions. I'm just previewing the games. Stanford and Oregon—they're playing their first game. Well, Oregon, last uh, last thing I heard was they had to cancel practice for a couple of days because of a COVID outbreak. Hopefully, things are fine by Saturday. And then our last game: South Carolina versus Coastal Carolina, or South Alabama versus Coastal Carolina. South Alabama's having a pretty good year. 
so far. You are compared to past years. The past couple years, Coastal Carolina is having a great year. Trying to get get a big bowl game. There, there, there's some group of five teams, I would say, that definitely deserve to be in that conversation uh, for the New Year Six. Coastal Carolina is one of them. All right, if you're like, oh, they're from the Sun Belt. Okay, Sun Belt, it's, it's been getting better. Americans, still the best. Mountain West. It's, it's, it's gone. I would say Mountain West, I hate to say, might have gone, started going downhill. Hill. And then Sunbelt, well, they got some big wins against the Big 12. So, Maybe they maybe they're better. Mac Mac we haven't seen them play this year. Year, but really historically they haven't been the best, so but yeah. So yeah, that's all the top twenty five games for next week. And then i I'll be back tomorrow to recap. Or I mean I mean to predict. I want to uh, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Sorry, it might have been a little bit longer than I thought. There was just so much to talk about. And if you know me, I could talk about football all day. So, so yeah. yeah. I hope everyone stays safe. Again, I'll say it quickly. Uh, Sunday's going to be college recap. Monday, college predictions. Tuesday, NFL recap. And then Thursday, NFL predictions. So, so yeah, yeah, I hope everyone's had a great weekend, watched some, and enjoyed some great college football and the NFL games going on, and yeah, make sure everyone stays safe, safe, and go Bills and Hail State.